rhythms and routines as a woman can really make or break our days and nights. And I know for me, being able to create a daily ritual that supports my mind, body, spirit is really important. And in today's episode, I'm chatting with a really good friend, Michaela Bell. She is a life coach, a course creator. She has a YouTube channel and she's a podcast host. And not only that, but Michaela really deeply understands neuroscience and how the way that we view ourselves and care for every part of our being impacts how we live day to day. Are you in a season where you're longing for more, desiring inner peace, hoping for more authenticity in relationships? Perhaps you're feeling unsettled inside, like you know that God is calling you deeper, higher, and further than you've ever gone before. You are ready for change and it's time for something to shift. But what is it? What's been missing? My name is Amber Todd. I am a Christian counselor, and I believe that you were never meant to live a disconnected, segmented life. You were created for connection, deep, authentic, healing connection. First, within yourself, because your mental, physical, and spiritual health is interconnected. This is why I love collaborating with doctors and like-minded holistic practitioners who honor God's design for our whole being to function and operate in harmony. Life Interconnected Podcast is an intentional space you can come to every week to receive encouragement, hope, and a fresh perspective on your internal world so that you better understand your thoughts and emotions and how to live a connected life. Join this movement of mindful believers who desire to grow in our faith and cultivate a holistic approach to health and wellness. Subscribe to the podcast today and share it with your friends. Welcome to Life Interconnected. Hi, Michaela. Welcome to the Life Interconnected podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so excited to be here. Yes. And I'm just so grateful, one, for your friendship, Mm. and two, just for how God has brought our past together in a really unique and special way. Mm -hmm. And I know your heart for the women and people who you serve. And I just want to say thank you for all that I have learned from you in that process. Thank you so much. You've been such a, uh, like a, a cheerleader, a supporter of mine and somebody I feel comfortable sharing all of my big, crazy, audacious goals with. And <laughs> because not everyone totally understands that side of me. Mm-hmm. And so it's really nice to have a safe space to be vulnerable and even a safe place to be like, okay, no, I have this dream. I know that God has called me to really big things, but I'm kind of scared and feeling insecure, right? We have both of those moments um, together. So thank you for letting me come to you with all the things. Yes. Yes. Mutual. Likewise, when you're Mm -hmm. a big dreamer, you need big dreamer friends who get you and you're one of those for me. So (laughs) yes. I so appreciate that. And obviously Mm -hmm. I know your story and your background and what you do um, Mm -hmm. professionally and all of these different capacities, but I'd love for you just to share first, what inspires you? What motivates Mm -hmm. you as you walked alongside so many different people through healing process, through coaching? What's your biggest Mm -hmm. inspiration? Mm. A couple of weeks ago, I was at a bridal shower and there were probably like a close to a hundred women in the room and we were all in like long tables and I could kind of hear everyone talking about like their vacations and kid stuff. And the person that I was talking to, we were talking about her relational patterns and her struggles being single. And at one point in time, she said, I don't know why I'm telling you all of this. And I had a friend that was sitting next to her and she said, that's what happens when you talk to Michaela. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. you just, you share. And it, it was really interesting because that comment, I don't know why I'm telling you all of this, is something that I hear all the time and have since I was a really young girl. Mm-hmm. I remember being a very young gymnast and my teammates like always sharing their heart about either struggles that were going on in their families or, you know, just really deep things. And 
I used to not love it. I remember this one conversation I had with God where I said, can't I just be the funny friend? Like, couldn't you make me funny and witty and like the person that can say movie lines like that? But that's that's like never been my gift. Um, but I've realized that it's such a huge part of my purpose is to create a safe place for someone to feel like they can be their vulnerable, raw self, mm-hmm. um, and that someone can kind of hold that space for them. And so it has led beautifully into my career as a, a life coach and a curator of safe spaces, like in the online community, um, a course creator, podcast host, all of those things are all places where I get to let people have a safe place to land. Mm-hmm. And it took me a long time to get there. Um, but it feels really good when you're truly walking in a in confidence in your purpose. I, I truly believe that purpose is accomplished like one faithful season at a time. And even in those seasons of your life where you don't feel like you're quote unquote living in your purpose or you're searching, you're still in purpose. Like there's Mm -hmm. still a reason for that season of your life. It's just a stepping stone in your purpose. Um, Mm -hmm. But when you're confidently like walking in it, it, it does, it definitely feels really good. Um, A super quick background, like the fast version. (laughs) Um, (laughs) I went to college for American Sign Language Interpretation, really because I didn't know what to go to school for. Um, And I took sign language as a language in high school. So I decided to pick that to go to college. I got married very young, despite all of the red flags in dating. I mean, it was a straight up circus in my relationship. I mean, so many flags just like wagging in my face. Mm-hmm. Um, but I thought that I was supposed to, quote unquote, supposed to get married after college. And you're supposed to have this schedule and timeline for your life. I don't know if that came because I'm the oldest of four. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and, you know, that that type of personality where like, okay, I'm supposed to do things a certain way. But I ignored a lot of my gut feelings. Um, I ended up getting married the week after I graduated college. And it was just a really unhealthy, toxic. I I sometimes struggle to use the word abusive, but um, it was emotionally, verbally, incredibly unhealthy. Mm -hmm. Uh, And I ended up leaving that marriage when my daughter was one. And Mm -hmm. so... I had a season of my life where I really wanted to, but God wanted me to be single. (laughs) And I called it my season of stillness. And it was the season of my life where God taught me about developing roots in him and having a healthy emotional intelligence and understanding myself in new ways and seeing myself through the lens of how he saw me. And I did a lot of healing in the season before I ever became a coach or developed my courses and all of those things. So um, I feel like so much of my life has been just like in the trenches, healing, learning, growing. But as much as I look back and see how hard some of those seasons were, if I didn't have them, I wouldn't have wisdom. Hmm. Come on. And so I'm really grateful for everything I've gone through because it's what equips me in so many ways to lead and to teach from the place that I get to. So true. So beautifully said. Wow. I mean, wisdom is something that we can't read in a textbook. Mm -hmm. It's close relationship with Holy Spirit and working and walking through hard things. Mm -hmm. And I remember when I was, you know, looking at applying to grad school for counseling and I was, you know, antsy to get started. And Mm -hmm. I had just been in a job that 
this, you know, previous year before that as a victim advocate working in crisis response and helping women in situations of sexual assault. And, Mm -hmm. you know, I, I so badly wanted to kind of rush my next thing and get started, you know, with, with, with grad school. And I remember God saying, you know, Amber, you, you say that you want to help the brokenhearted. You're, you're called um, to bring healing and I'm placing you in the middle of them to learn Mm -hmm. from them. Mm -hmm. And I'll teach you through my Holy spirit, what you'll never learn in a book. Yes. And so I just love hearing that in light of all that you've been through, that you have turned your pain into promise Mm. and that you've used the gifts and things you've learned along the way to help so many other people not have to struggle in the same ways you did. Yes. Yeah. And that really is what, what keeps me going. Actually, it's interesting the way that you said that as far as like turning your pain, you know, Mm -hmm. into what was it promise? Is that what you said? Mm -hmm. Okay. Mm -hmm. Because there was a pastor that I felt like God used to speak through me. Um, in the midst of just such a lonely season. And he said, one day your problems will be your platforms. Hmm. And I I remember writing it down in my journal and, um, and I still have that journal and I I love like reading back through my journals because I see how far I've come, but it was, so I went through a divorce and then I started dating pretty quickly. Um, and it was like, same guy, different name. And that was when I realized that you repeat what you don't repair, which is why God called me to that season of stillness. Because just like when you break a bone, they put you in a cast is because healing requires a halt. Like you have to be still in order for healing to happen, not just physically in your body, but I think emotionally and relationally. Yeah. That is so important. I mean, one, I feel like the few phrases you just said, we could just sit on like in and of itself <laughs> because yeah. the, the willingness to halt, the willingness to be still, the willingness mm-hmm. to be introspective. Yes. Not many people are willing to do that. Because they want a quick fix, they want to pill, they want an easy out. Now, I'm not at all minimizing like the fact that sometimes we just need extra support. Sometimes our brain needs balance. For sure. But I can tell pretty quickly someone who comes into therapy and who's willing to do the hard work and Mm -hmm. willing to really take time to reflect on our session, who's willing to apply what they've learned, who comes back the next week with wisdom Mm -hmm. and insight revelation. And then I can tell the people who come to me week after week and they want me to fix their problems. Yep. Yep. What's the difference? How do you see that? Mm. Yeah. I mean, I definitely see that as a, as a coach and, you know, I, I use my intuition a lot, um, even in like discovery calls or whatever you would like to call them when I'm first like connecting with somebody. And if you ask the right questions, you'll, you'll kind of pretty easily start to see like who's willing to put in in the work. But yeah, that reflection is so key. Mm-hmm. And it's why in pretty much all the tools, especially the one I have coming out really soon called Own Your Night, it's that daily reflection is oh my gosh, so life-changing. I know people use that like use that term often, but Truly, it really is. And um, there's an author, his name is leaving, just like left my head. But he said that dangerous, um, limited reflection leads to dangerous reaction. Mm. And that people who don't reflect often tend to be more reactive. Um, And I don't know what you think about that, like as as a therapist, but just checking in with yourself, your, your body knows like your, the sensations in your body are constantly giving you cues and messages of how you're doing, how you're feeling, what your body needs, what your mind needs, what your spirit needs. And if we don't pause, we'll miss the cues. Mm -hmm. 
Absolutely. And that's a perfect segue into like what Life Interconnected is all about, which is mind, body, spirit connection. And this Mm -hmm. is why I love anytime you and I get to dive deep into these conversations because I know that you get it. And Mm -hmm. I really, I've learned so much from you and the ways, again, you're so gifted at taking complex things and making them simple, giving people visual, giving people tools to understand this. So how would you describe the mind, body, spirit connection from your perspective? Yeah. Sometimes I I don't even see them as three separate things. I think because I just see them so intimately intertwined that they just kind of flow into one another to me. But the more that I study things from like a scientific standpoint and understanding, you know, what what's going on in your mind when you're thinking thoughts and how those thoughts then are connected to your body like through this intimate <laughs> network of neurons right that communicate different things so that they release chemicals and hormones um so like your thoughts really inform your body and then the and then your body informs behaviors but it's all so intertwined. Like you can change your behavior to help change a thought. Because I have some clients who they really struggle with changing their thoughts. And so we switch Mm -hmm. it to let's, okay, let's focus on your behavior and what you're doing physically, because Mm -hmm. that also provides evidence to the brain that helps to change its thought patterns. Mm -hmm. And then spiritually, I mean, my intuition has guided me in so many ways, even in my business, that would never show up on a, a spreadsheet, but have made me more money than any data on a spreadsheet ever has. And it's because of how much time I spend like in the Word or with the Holy Spirit or just allowing myself space to listen. So I see all of those things, your mind, your body, your spirit so much intertwined that they're really just components of a complex Mm -hmm. system that is actually Mm -hmm. kind of simple at the end of the day. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah. I mean, just the fact that God created us to be interconnected. Yeah. Indicative of this need of paying attention to Mm -hmm. the language of the body, to what our intrusive thoughts are showing, to what our spirit is discerning. And I know one thing that I've really learned from you and watched you do with so many other women is just giving them practical tools. Like how do you, mm-hmm. how do you be mindful of that and, and allow the way you flow throughout your day and your week to be shaped by that information? Mm-hmm. Because the reality is if we're not listening, if we're not listening yeah. to our body, if we're just having thoughts that go unchecked and unfiltered and you know, scripture says not taking those thoughts captive. If we're ignoring mm-hmm. our spiritual discernment, if we're quenching the Holy Spirit, there's going to be consequences to that. Yeah. So how how do you view it as we approach like daily rhythms or routines? Mm-hmm. What are ways to take that information and how should it be shaping our days and nights? Yeah, I love it. So people often get really overwhelmed by habits. And I think that um, there's so many re- really good books. Do you have any favorite books on habits? Atomic Habits is like the first one yeah. that I that comes to mind. Yes, mm-hmm. um, same. So James Clear talks about this concept in his book called Keystone Habits, mm-hmm. and um, a keystone habit is just one habit that positively influences a lot of other habits to kind of happen by ease. And mm-hmm. I. I think of habits more so as rhythms. Mm-hmm. And um when somebody is struggling with with like you had mentioned giving space to kind of think about your like what's your body saying? What are what's your mind saying? How's your heart? How what's going on? Is God talking to you or however you want to see mm-hmm. that. So I think about it as something that I call um bookend rhythms. Mm. And it's the rhythm of how you start your day and the rhythm of how you end your day. And Mm. I actually just redid a little reading nook downstairs. And so I have this like little chair and then I redid a bookshelf. 
And um, I didn't have enough bookends. So I was like trying to like perfectly balance all of these books and then slowly back away. I'm like, okay, let me just see. And as soon as I started moving, even just the little weight of my body walking away, shook it enough and the books like fell over. Mm-hmm. And as I was putting the bookends, I thought that's kind of, that's literally where I came up with this concept of, mm-hmm. you know, rhythm, um, bookend rhythms is that you need something to hold you steady because balancing everything in your life is impossible. So when you mm-hmm. have these two things that are like holding your day together, you're able to have successful weeks and months and and years, but you can't have that type of success until you have a good day. So mm-hmm. I think about these bookends um, of morning and night as just really crucial. It's something I work on with a lot of my clients. Mm-hmm. But I don't know if, it, it, like, tell me what you think about this, but I see people more so talking about morning routines than evening. Yeah. I mean, honestly, your whole concept of own your night and just watching you unpack that and teach that it's, it's led me to be more introspective. Cause if I'm just, if I'm just going to be transparent, you know, I have four kids and my yeah. days are full and by nine o'clock, like ideally if they're all asleep, like I'm yeah. exhausted. And so yeah. Sometimes it's just like, feels like my nights happen to me and I'm just mm-hmm. sort of always trying to like catch up and then just like falling over in bed. Yes. And I know that's not how I want it to be, but that's like the season I'm in. And so I love that concept of bookends. And mm-hmm. I I read something just this last week that really, well, one, it was convicting as a parent. Mm-hmm. Um, when you have like a, you know, one of your kids is struggling or like, Whatever they think about, like that last interaction or whatever your bookend is, that affects your dream state. Mm -hmm. And so it's something that your subconscious, in essence, meditates on all night. Yep. So if I am like irritable or sharp or harsh with my child, like right before they go to sleep, like how that impacts their subconscious. And then I was thinking about me as an adult, like, again, what am I meditating on? Even if it's like something like scrolling on social media, which how many, how many of us do that? Yep. Yeah. What, what comes up for you as you hear that knowing kind of the science behind owning your night and also like how that's affecting your mind going into sleep? Yeah. Well, so as women, we struggle with sleep in like disproportionately more than men. Women are 40% more likely to suffer from sleep insomnia, according to the Sleep Foundation, and even higher percentages just struggling with sleep in general. One, because of our hormones, which change every phase of our cycle, whereas men's hormones are on like a 24-hour cycle. Ours are on Mm -hmm. more of a 28-day cycle. So our hormones are very different than men. Um, And so when you have like really low progesterone and estrogen, it's harder to fall asleep, which means your unwind routine is even more important those phases than than normal. Um, but the second thing is, besides hormones, the second thing, which is the more important thing, to be honest, or more impactful thing, is the amount of things on our plate. Mm-hmm. So we not only are working we are a lot of times doing the majority of the household um, like chores and we're emotionally responsible a lot of times more so than the man for like the children and some of the raising and the emotional raising and all of those things, right? And that's not true for every single person or every single couple. Um, But women do bear the weight of a lot of things. And if we don't put the weight down at the end of the day, we carry that into our nights. And even when it comes to like sleep, the science of sleep, which I'm by no means an expert, I only dove into this because I was having a really difficult time turning my mind off at night. I would lay in bed and just all of a sudden my mind would be like, oh, I didn't do this. And I forgot to, oh my gosh, I forgot to text that person back. And oh, I'm such a horrible friend. And oh my gosh, why do I suck at this? And 
oh, shoot, I can't forget I have to prep for that meeting and da 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 da, right? Like my mind would not turn off. And then I was waking Mm -hmm. up so exhausted. I mean, I was doing my 6 a.m. routine. I was doing all of the quote unquote right things for my morning, but I was so freaking tired. And so the reason why I know so much about sleep is because I wanted to find out answers for myself. Um, And Mm -hmm. the research just shows how much more difficult it is for us as women to have consistent patterns of really good quality sleep. Mm -hmm. And I I love that phrase that you said, an unwind routine. Yeah. Talk us through that. What are the components of an unwind routine and why, why is that important? Yeah, in in the book, um, so Own Your Night is a, an evening ritual planner. And mm-hmm. in it, I call it your unwind cocktail, which it's not an actual cocktail, but it is, you know, one to max three things that are all proven to take you from fight or flight to rest and recovery. So going yeah. from the sympathetic branch of your nervous system to your parasympathetic, which your body has to be in that state in order to get rest. Mm-hmm. So a couple of things like I have, I'll just like read this from the book. So I have like reading a calming book. So like save the thrillers <laughs> for during the daytime, something that really <laughs> calms you down, um, taking a bath. It could be stretching for a little bit, even doing like even just a minute or two minutes of some yoga stretches are really helpful doing a slow skincare routine or adding in something like gua sha. And mm-hmm. the reason I say slow is sometimes we just like we wash our face really quickly. We throw on a serum moisturizer. If you just slow down and you're mindful and you're present in that moment and you're like feeling your skin and you're massaging, like it is a very different experience. Same products. Yeah not even that much more time, but just presence, mindfulness, and intention. Yeah. Even it it brings your heart rate down, reduces your blood pressure, all of those things. Um, Hmm. Breath work, prayer, journaling. Those are all different things that you can kind of choose from. Mm -hmm. I, I tend to choose different ones. Like I'll go a week and I kind of pick two and then I'll change it up the next week. I like to have a little bit of variety, but they're just one to two things that are that bring your heart rate down and allow you to feel more calm and present. Yeah. I I love just how you described that impact, like the mindfulness piece of it, because it is mm-hmm. so true. I feel guilty of that. So like confession, like something that <laughs> I laugh at all the time, like we both have like Sonicare toothbrushes that like, mm-hmm. they, I think like a two minute timer. He, he does his two minutes every day for, we've been together, you know, 18 years. Yeah. I feel like I'll start it, but then I'll like be in a rush, you know, like I won't finish my two minutes <laughs> and just something as simple as that. Or like, I actually, one thing that I have done well after dinner, like I noticed a lot of times right before bed, I'll be, if I'm too tired to wash my face, I'll just kind of like do like a quick, you know, makeup remover or something. But if mm-hmm. I go wash my face right after dinner. And actually like do the steps I want to take and almost like tell my body to start to slow down when I actually do my full routine. And two, it just puts me in a more relaxed state for the evening. And I think the mindful piece is like, what messages am I communicating to my body? Like you're worthy Mm -hmm. of time. You're worthy of attention. You're not in fight or flight. And so many times we as women, as you said, we are so mentally overloaded that because yep. we're rushing through or skipping these things that are important, we're basically mm-hmm. sending those messages to our mind, body, and spirit that you're in survival mode. And right. so you need to do whatever you can to get through this quickly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. So really, I like that you said that, you know, I am worthy of this time because I hear that a lot from women of, I just, I don't have time at the end of the day, but yet we doom scroll at the end of the day, which your it really messes with your circadian rhythm, which is your circadian rhythm is your internal clock. And mm-hmm. it's it responds to light. 
So in the morning, one of the best things that you can do for yourself is get up and get sunlight exposure. I like to be outside within the first 30 minutes of waking up because Mm -hmm. again, it kind of resets your circadian rhythm. It tells your body, oh, look, it's daytime. So Mm -hmm. now I can release a healthy dose of cortisol, like your get up and go hormone. Mm -hmm. And then at the end of the day, as soon as it starts to get a little bit darker, um, Mm -hmm. then that tells the hormone in your brain, um, melatonin to release. It doesn't release immediately. It takes, Mm -hmm. just based on research, about an hour. So from the last time that you're exposed to light, whether that is actual light, whether that's like the lights from downstairs or the, the blue lights from your screens, it takes about an hour for melatonin to release. So one of the best things that you can do is turn off your devices, turn off the television about an hour before you want to fall asleep. So if you want to fall asleep at 1030, the goal is to kind of turn everything off light wise, dim the lights in your house around 930. Mm -hmm. Again, it's all of these things that you're in, your body is designed to do all of this automatically. Right. Yeah. We need to work with our body and not against it. And it's yes. that like intuitive feeling like Nate, I'm, I would laugh because Nate calls me the light ninja. Cause we'll be hanging out. Even if we have friends over like slowly between like six and nine, I'll start turning off one light, lamp at a time. <laughs> I just like, I don't know. I just like it to be dim, you know, the later yes. it gets, but it is, I, I love that what you talking about the circadian rhythms, like working with our bodies so something I struggle with, I'd love to hear your thoughts on this, mm-hmm. is when I have a lot of my mind, when I'm like you, like sometimes my wheels are turning, it's hard to go to sleep. Yep. But then I notice when I'm under a lot of stress or have too much on my plate, I, I wake up usually around two or three Yep. and it's hard to go back to sleep. Yes. So what yeah. do I do about that? And what do I need to, how do I incorporate that fact into my night routine? Yeah, that that's a great point. I'm glad you brought this up. So one thing that um, I learned from Dr. Matthew Walker, who's a sleep neuroscientist, and he he talks about how if you're if you wake up or you're having a hard time falling asleep, and you're kind of just laying there, if around 20 to 30 minutes, if you're still not asleep, get up and get out of bed, and either go to a different room. Or if there's a chair in your room, you can go and sit on your chair. I actually go, I'm looking at the chair that I go to here in my office (laughs) if I ever can't sleep because your brain is an incredibly associative device. If you spend a lot of time awake in your bed, your brain associates your bed as being a place where you're awake. Hmm. So what you want to do is break the association by physically going up and going to a new place, which is also why like, it's one of the worst things to have television, a television in your bedroom. Because mm-hmm. if you watch a lot of TV in your bedroom, again, it associates awake, watching TV, laughing with your bed. Mm-hmm. So that is one thing. And then what I do is I go back to my unwind cocktail mm-hmm. and I'll usually either just you know, pick one of them, or I have a brain dump section Hmm. where I write everything that's on my mind. And then I cross a line through what I can't control. Hmm, I like that. I put a circle around what I can tackle tomorrow or put on a to-do list. Mm -hmm. And then I put a box around what I need help processing through, whether I need to talk to my therapist, my coach, or a friend about it. Wow. And what that does is it gives everything that's on your mind like a place so that it's not just in your head swirling around, that it can go in a box and it can stay there. Yeah. I love that. I think so many times we as women have so much swirling that it can be all consuming. And then that's where we start to feel stress, right? The definition Mm -hmm. of stress is that the demand exceeds your capacity. Correct. So it sounds like you're really intentional with like what you do with those thoughts at night, how you give the clues to your body to kind of unwind and shut down. So talk us through like, what does that then look like in the morning? Like, what do you do with that? Like once you wake up? Mm -hmm. So when I wake up, I actually have a way less in-depth routine than I used to 
in the mornings. Like I feel like I've really shifted to <laughs> more structure in the evening, a little bit less structure in the morning. Um, because I've gotten to know myself and I'm very creative in the mornings. Mm-hmm. And so I create space my, for myself to be creative. But one of the first things that I do is I get up, I go downstairs, um, I press my coffee button so it makes the coffee. I pour myself a glass of water and I go outside and I just like walk around my yard or just kind of stand outside and I drink my my water with a little bit of lemon in it. Um, mm-hmm. I come back, I get the dog, I take him for a walk, which always feels good to get a little bit of movement in the morning. And um, at that point, when I come back, the coffee's ready. I'll pour myself a cup of coffee and I actually will either write or brainstorm or just like let my brain do its thing and let myself be creative and and kind of do whatever I need to do in that time frame. Mm-hmm. Um, I do usually grab my own your night because I will look back <laughs> After my creative time, I look back and think, okay, what was I thinking about last night? Um, And what did I circle that I can potentially tackle today? And I just look at my schedule and kind of piece things together Mm. so that everything that was on my mind, I revisit it the next morning. Yeah. I love that. And to me, that is like you describing that whole routine. I'm thinking, wow, she's like fueling her body, like lemon detoxes. You're grounding, you're getting outside with the earth, you're getting sun to set your circadian rhythms. You're intentionally Mm -hmm. choosing your thoughts and what you're going to focus on for the day. Mm -hmm. And I just say that because I think sometimes like in Christian culture, when we talk about like morning routines or quiet time, I just Mm -hmm. have to like press in on this for a minute. Mm-hmm. I think we think it has to look like this box of, I have my Bible, my journal, like I meet with God, like mm-hmm. quiet time check. Like that's like what a holier spiritual morning looks like. Mm-hmm. And the, the older I get, the more mature I am. And just honestly, the more things I have going on, the more I am communing with the father in every part of my being. Yes. And yes, that is in the word of God. I love the word of God. I love talking with the Holy Spirit in the morning. Mm-hmm. But equally, I love stepping outside and feeling my feet on the ground and feeling the sun and taking in all of creation around me and feeling his presence in that too. Yes. Yep. How do you see that when you think about like fueling and nourishing our spirits in light of our mm. daily routines? So good because I used to feel so much pressure to do it a very specific way based on what I saw on Instagram Mm -hmm. (laughs) and like what my like pastor's wife talked or, you know, what I saw her doing. And the one thing I've realized is that God made each and every one of us so unique. Mm -hmm. So therefore, some of our communication is also going to be unique. I think there are things that ground us like reading the word and prayer um, and community with other Christians and having that fellowship, like those are things that ground us all. But it doesn't have to look the exact same way. Like I pray on my walks, my morning walks. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, or sometimes I'll like meditate on the word if there's a scripture that I'm really focused in on. Cause one thing I, I want to get better at is memorizing scripture. Mm-hmm. Um, because I'm always like, I think it's, Galatians, maybe not, and sort of kind of sounds like this, but you know, so I'm trying to get better at meditating and memorizing some scripture. Um, But the more that I've gotten to know God in a personal way, the more that I've realized that my walk is going to look just as unique as I am. And there will never be another Michaela Bell. There will be never be another Amber Todd exactly the way that you are. And so my communion, my communion, my time with him, all of that is also going to look slightly different. Um, but, and then also I, I love to journal my prayers. So that's my big thing at night mm-hmm. is journaling out my prayers um, at night. Mm-hmm. I love that. Yeah. And I, I, I love how you described just the unique nature of how we are each created and that I think we as women, 
you and I are both passionate about this. Yes. We as women can fall into the trap of comparison, Ugh. especially when we look at another woman and think I need to be like her or I'm not good enough because I'm looking mm-hmm. at her when, under some standard or I'm measuring my motherhood because I'm observing her motherhood. We look at other women as a mirror and a judgment yeah. of ourselves rather than and the beautiful invitation to one celebrate and honor our sisters for how uniquely they're created and that we can each own that we have this special design. That's not like anyone else and that we can actually look and observe one another with honor and respect and support and champion one another. Like that is my heart. I know that's, that's your heart. Mm -hmm. And that's something in just a minute, you know, I want to chat with them about this exciting opportunity that's coming up this fall because you and I both are created to create that type of space, to hold safe space for other women to know and be known in a way that's safe and Mm -hmm. free of judgment and to say, Hey, here's all of me. I want all of me to be known and that can be loved and celebrated, even though it's different from Mm -hmm. someone else. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So should we share with them about, I want to mention a few resources and opportunities that we have coming up and then also just a a way that they can learn from you as they're in this journey. Um, First, is there anything that you want to share just as we kind of are, are thinking about routine and rhythm and the practicals of really living this out day to day. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have any just general encouragement or anything else on your heart that you want to share about that? Yeah, I think it's, if there's something like when you were listening to this and you, and you kind of were thinking to yourself, Oh, I, I feel like I know I really need to do something at night or I do know that I need to start my mornings a little bit better. One it's all good. Like we don't know better until we know better. And when we know better, we do better. And so let yourself be a beginner and let yourself figure it out. Even doing one thing, even if it's the unwind cocktail where you pick tonight one to two max three things that you know calm you down. And I I hate to say this, but Netflix is not included in that. (laughs) I know. Think about things that that don't have light going into Mm -hmm. your eyes, right? So whether it's reading a few pages of a calming book, you know, stretching for a little bit, journaling, um, doing your gua sha or like a slow skincare routine, just do something tonight. Do it slowly. Move with intention. And notice how your body starts to feel. Like, do you notice your heart rate starting to slow down? Mm -hmm. Do you notice your breath like becoming more relaxed? Do you notice your shoulders slowly kind of coming back away from your ears? Just start to notice what's going on in your body. Even just that one thing will give you so much insight. Mm -hmm. And then when you wake up, try to do the same thing. The most Mm -hmm. important thing when it comes to routines is just doing something, even if it's imperfect, messy, or not exactly how you think it is. It's Mm -hmm. just get in the habit of doing something by just doing something, even if it takes you two minutes. Um, Mm -hmm. So I would say give yourself grace. Notice if you are really desiring it, that, that evening routine, morning routine, and slowly let yourself kind of go into that process. I do have, so the Own Your Night Planner is coming out in um, probably about 12 weeks. Um, it, mm-hmm. Shipping is like an eight week process. So, mm-hmm. um, but I do have a wait list for that. So I'll give you the link um, mm-hmm. if somebody is interested in the Own Your Night Planner. Mm-hmm. I'm really excited about it. You know how when you have something that you're like, I just know, like as I was creating it, you just can feel something in it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. 
Yeah. And I know how intentional you are. First of all, everything you create is beautiful. Like it's aesthetically pleasing and enjoyable to use. So I know it's going to be pretty. And two, I just know your heart and intention behind it. You've incorporated neuroscience. You've incorporated Mm -hmm. all of your experience coaching so many women and seeing what works and what doesn't work. And it's just like, you're also very practical. Mm -hmm. The ways that I see the tools that you use help other women just takes them from theory to like actually seeing a difference in their lives. And so can you speak to just any other resources or coaching and also your YouTube channel? Share about all that you offer. Yeah. Yeah. So if there are lots of free things that I have, like the YouTube channel obviously is free. That's been really fun to like start this year. I love teaching. I love educating women. Um, and so that's a really fun place for me to do it in a free way. Um, and then I have like a whole bunch of workshops that are, you know, more so in like the 47, 67, $97 range. And then I also have my signature course, which is called the Savvy Single. The funny thing is now more than half of my students are married. And the reason is it's less about a relationship status and more a six-week course on how to intimately know you and Mm -hmm. how to develop and deepen the relationship that you have with yourself. And that's in a slightly new format. It used to be a live cohort. Now it's just at your own pace um, online course, which allows me to put it at a much more affordable price point than the live cohort with my live coaching and all of all of those things. Um, and yeah. I also do one-on-one coaching, which um, is more on the limited side, but I really love coaching. Um, I'm almost done with my certification for coaching this program that I've really, really enjoyed. And, um, so, so yeah, and I can give you, you know, my website so you can kind of learn more about all of those things. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So we will include in the show notes today, you'll see all the links to Michaela's website and these resources. And the final piece we wanted to share with you is that, should we tell them? Yes. Oh, (laughs) we are doing a retreat together. The two of us this fall in October, Mm -hmm. and I'd love for you as visionary just to share the heart behind the retreat. Yeah. So the retreat is called the Inner Peace Retreat, and we're going to be talking about like the pieces of what make up inner peace. Um, Mm -hmm. And Amber and I have a really great friendship, but also a working relationship. I think that our gifts and talents. Um, are just intertwined in a really beautiful way. So we'll Mm -hmm. have the therapeutic side of things and also the coaching side of things. We'll have the practical tools that I love um, as well. And so I just think it's going to be a space for a woman who just knows that she needs to exhale and have a safe place to really meet herself again. Maybe it's been a little while. Mm-hmm. And she also wants to connect with women who are like-minded and also wanting to develop relationships with one another. Yes. Yeah, I am I am so excited because one as you said, I just truly enjoy working with you, collaborating with you. Our gifts are mm-hmm. so complimentary. And yeah. you and I both we go deep fast. Anytime we Jump on conversation is like we just jump to the heart of things. And so yep. our heart for this this time in this retreat is just to take a small group of women and go really deep. That yes. you would know and be known, that you would feel completely safe and free to be honest, to be vulnerable. And mm-hmm. that you're also going to walk away with not only insight into your own inner world and, and how yeah. to grow an inner peace, but also be able to contribute and speak life and encouragement to other women. You'll have practical tools to do that. And then we also have some exciting things we're working on um, to be able to walk that out even afterwards. So thank you so much for being here with me today and just for the honor it is to partner with you. I really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. And I hope that everyone that listened feels encouraged and, um, you know, like you are so worthy 
of connecting to yourself and creating that space to reflect and to think and to hear your thoughts and to listen to your body and and to connect with yourself spiritually and and with God. So um, Mm. I hope that this time really blessed you. Yes, it has. It has blessed me. So thank you. And we will see you again next time. Yes. I'm so excited. Bye guys. Bye. On Saturday, October 21st, Michaela and I are partnering together to offer a virtual masterclass called Inner Peace. We are so excited to combine our gifts and skills and talents to create a virtual opportunity for you to be guided by both a coach and a counselor. We know through walking alongside hundreds of women that sometimes there's just this unsettled feeling that we long for a deeper level of peace. And Michaela and I, with our experience and talent, are going to come together to guide you through a process to stop the whirlwind of inner turmoil and stress and overwhelm and really bring you into a deeper place of alignment and inner peace. So if that excites you, we'd love for you to be a part of it. We're gonna start at 10 a.m. on Saturday, October 21st. All of the info is at the link in the show notes. We actually also have a really unique opportunity for 10 of you who want to join um, our VIP offer where we'll be doing some individual coaching after the masterclass. So check out the link below, jump in while you can, and we are so excited to see you on October 21st. Thank you so much for sharing the space with me today. I want you to know that God sees you. You are loved, valued, and important. If this podcast helped you, it would mean so much if you could hit subscribe, leave a review, and text or post a screenshot with your friends who can join our mindful movement of believers. Let's live intentionally as God designed life to be interconnected. I'm cheering for you. We are in this together, and I look forward to next time.